0: of T watches a scary movie my name is T and of course we're talking scary movies I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode remember new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8 30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time that's the video version you can find by going to youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds scary movie Again, that's youtube.com slash c slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And you can find the audio-only version on all your favorite podcasting platforms half an hour earlier just by going and searching TWASM or T watches a scary movie. And lastly, of course, you can find my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash tscarymovie. That'll keep you up to date on all of my links, including written reviews, which usually the film that I'm talking about, my written view, review will go up a day or two early, like the one for Winnie, and, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is tonight. But you can also find links to things like my uh, TikTok in there as well, where I try to break news when it comes out throughout the week as well too. So make sure to get subscribed to all those channels so you can stay up to date on what's going on. I'm actually just about done with my Resident Evil Village playthrough, which I'm sad about. I feel like the game the game's definitely about 10 hours that I played into it, but I feel after you got through uh, Castle D, everything just kind of went like super quick. So I'm sad that it's the end of the playthrough on that, but it does mean that I can switch gears over to the Resident Evil 4 remake, which is next up in my gameplay videos that I'm gonna be sharing on the channel as well too. So get subscribed, you can see my gameplay videos of Resident Evil 8 thus far, and I'm gonna be doing Resident Evil 4 here very, very soon. I don't know, I might wait till the VR mod launches this summer, but we'll see, we'll see about that. So as I kind of spoiled for you tonight in reviews, I'm gonna be talking Winnie the Pooh blood and honey this movie has had so much attention so many eyes on it for the last few months and now it's finally available for folks to get on their uh, rental services online for streaming and I went and checked it out and you may be surprised with my thoughts on this film I'm excited to get into that with y'all but first we had a little bit of horror news here to discuss with y'all as well it was announced that the cast of Ty West's upcoming Maxine has finally rounded out a little bit. Maxine the third in the trilogy that has featured X and Pearl so far, both amazing movies that were brought to us from A24 last year in 2022. And it was announced pretty quickly here after Pearl's release that a third film was being developed that would take all the action to the setting of the 80s with Maxine presumably trying to make her way in the sleazy world of porn around that time and it was announced that joining the cast we had already said earlier this year that Kevin Bacon and Halsey had joined the cast that has now been officially confirmed but also we have Lily Collins, Michelle Monahan, we have uh, Elizabeth Debicki, and Jean Car- uh, Giancarlo Esposito have all joined the cast here of Maxine so a lot of Fantastic names joining up here. It's gonna be an amazing amazing film though Sad because it looks like Kevin Bacon's playing the detective which might find him more in line with the role He played in wild things here. I was thinking, you know, if Kevin Bacon's in this movie He's got to be playing like a sleazy porn director or producer or something like that but doesn't seem like that's the case but I'm sure we're going to find out details here sooner than later, as this movie is expected to hit before the end of the year. So we'll get something hopefully in the next month or two, gives us a little bit more information on the upcoming Maxine. But you can check out X and Pearl right now on all of your favorite streaming rental platforms. It's available for you to check out right now as we speak. So that moves us into our focus tonight, the movie of the week, which is Winnie the Pooh blood and honey and you know it's funny because I said a year or two ago on this show you know my goal was to set out to watch way more horror films than I usually would and definitely different types of horror films than I usually would either because I'm gonna be completely honest this is not the kind of movie in the past that I would be watching at all but I had to check myself why I really wrecked myself and I had to look inside and realize that there's a lot of good horror that just goes under my radar because I refuse to see anything at all that's just not like the, you know, the the new the new biggest thing that's coming to theaters. I just don't do it. And uh, even though Winnie the Pooh had a marketing campaign that definitely let you know that it was out there, not one I was really pushing to see. And we got to make sure we're starting off on the right page with this because uh, there's some hard truths that need to be admitted here. You're watching this and you're intrigued with what I have to say about this movie because you either think that I'm about to just completely rip this movie apart and say what you're expecting me to say in this case, or uh, you know I'm about to say some contrary shit about this and you're excited to see just how far off the deep end I am. So let's just get it out of the way here. I enjoyed Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And take an even deeper breath now, because I enjoyed it a lot, actually. I I weirdly enough, really like this movie. Look, if you've already written this whole concept off, then nothing that I'm about to say here is going to change your mind. Doesn't matter what I say. Nothing I tell you here is going to change your mind. Because you're either on board with the idea of Winnie the Pooh, popular children's character, is now murdering a bunch of people, Or you're not it's as simple as that and if you're not i respect it i understand it it's kind of a hard hurdle to get over but if you can get around that uh that's good because this movie does take a pretty big commitment from the viewer to get to the shocked and amazed feelings that i know i had coming from it honestly um but one that i actually think could be looked at looked at in a uh i don't know uh, a positive a positive light years to come i actually weirdly enough think this is going to be a cult classic and i do think this is one that's going to be mentioned years from now uh writer director uh uh reese wait uh, frank waterfell keeps the story painstakingly simple take the classic tale of christopher robin winnie the pooh and their friends and give it a give it an ending of what would happen when Christopher Robin presumably had to grow up and leave. An idea that actually has been explored on the screen before Disney actually put out uh, their live action version of Winnie the Pooh entitled Christopher Robin a couple of years ago uh, that talked about what would happen when he eventually left and stopped, hanging out with Pooh and Piglet and grew up and what was his life gonna look like at that point. And, of course, Disney went with the tired but true formula of uh, he went through all these terrible things in a time frame that a young man would. And that it's up to Pooh, Piglet, and the gang to basically uh, remind him of friendship and love. To take him back to his childhood and replay that as an adult. That's obviously the route that Disney went. That's not the route that uh, Frank Waterfield went with his film here, Blood and Honey. Uh, because when Christopher Robin leaves for college, we're now set in modern times, uh, Pooh and the gang are left to basically fend for themselves and end up making a decision that leaves all of them changed forever. And when Christopher Robin finally returns, Pooh decides that it is time for revenge. And you have to consider this. You really, really have to think about this when you're when you're hearing the plot of this film. Were the villain not Winnie the Pooh, were this not set in the Hundred Acre Wood, and we have all these characters that we've seen in numerous Disney tales before, then this would likely be a horror film that you've already seen at one point in your life. Kid grows up to what we believe is, uh, uh, they grow, grow up with what's an imaginary friend, and after feeling abandoned, that friend lashes out in a violent rage that's absolutely a movie that you've seen before you've probably even seen it recently honestly but again what's catching you is that it's set in the world of Winnie the Pooh and the thing is that Pooh never actually feels like it's trying to take advantage of its viewers honestly I got the feeling that a lot of people myself included probably thought that it would be some kind of meta film where it's a part of pop culture Uh, Or where the movie spends almost the entire time with the main character attempting to convince other characters uh, that these dangers are real. I think that most people who saw this and didn't take it seriously, like I for sure did not, probably was expecting something like that for whatever reason. Because it seems like it's such a joke, right? Again, Winnie the Pooh in a horror film, how serious could this movie actually be? And... It was refreshing to find out that they didn't try to use any of those like popular tropes that you would expect in a film like this. It's not meta. The, the Winnie the Pooh thing is not actually a huge plot point to the story at all. Uh, they actually keep the majority of this cast 100% away from the lore that's following this film which is an intriguing choice, especially in horror, because you want your characters to know what's going on so they can feel like they're playing some kind of significance to the story that's happening here. But there's not really this deep story that's going on with Pooh and Piglet and their murderous desires. Like basically, they're upset about being abandoned by Christopher Robin, and now they're just on a spree for anybody that happens to end up in their way or even close to them. Simple story, doesn't need more, and I think even adding more to it actually would make this movie uh movie fall more on the bad side which in my opinion again it doesn't this is actually a decent movie uh we don't get enough time to focus on the characters having to consider their assailants and why they're being targeted or anything like that we just know hey you're being hunted and you have the unfortunate luck of being right in the path of these killers get the hell out of there and I think that also allowed us to not really have to focus on the one glaring aspect of the film that I think a lot of people are going to get stuck on, and that's that Pooh and Piglet are very clearly two large men in these animal masks walking through the woods. I know that's going to be the toughest pill out of anything in this movie, I think, for folks to actually get over. Uh, Because the idea is, if they're animals, if these are actually animals of this point here, then what the hell are we seeing? What the hell is actually happening? But I do have a theory, though. I have a theory that the animals of the Hundred Acre Woods uh, actually made a pact with a demon of some sort, and that would explain their bloodless to human-like appearance. And that's worked for me, because otherwise, then we have to focus on, well, this doesn't make sense. That Pooh and Piglet look this way based on what gets set up and the uh, like the the little animated pre pre story they give us earlier on in the film if that's the case then it doesn't really make sense of what exactly is going on so I feel that there is a little bit of fill in the blank with this story that we're expected to have and for me I believe honestly that that's that's what it is that literally these are demons or they're in there they've been possessed by demons and that's what's going on with Pooh and Piglet here in this case and it, like I said, it, it works well because you don't focus so much at that point then on their outfits and what they look like in this case. Because with the exception of Christopher uh, of Christopher Robin, uh, our characters treat or our characters are treating Pooh and Piglet with genuine fear. So regardless of how you're feeling about the presentation of this, the story does commit to the execution, which honestly elevates the material. And the flip of that is that we're also given likable protagonists as well too, and that could be a huge factor in a film like this that's like pretty high profile. Given again the story and the villains of this, this is a high profile film, honestly. And your villain is definitely the main draw, but you need to be able to at least side with the uh, like decide with the people that are getting chased down. Like our would-be heroine has this tragic backstory. Um, uh, that's not related to the villain, that actually puts her and her friends directly in the path of Pooh and Piglet's destruction. But the film does such a good job about endearing us to that group that when they all begin to be brutally dispatched, I actually found myself wishing we had a little bit more time with them because they're all actually likable characters. And I feel it's rare for the first entry in any kind of horror franchise to build as good of a connection with the supporting characters that you're actually sad when they die and uh, Blood and Honey just manages to do that pretty effortlessly with several of the characters in here. Uh, It's also a very bloody and brutal movie for sure. Uh, Like some of the other choices that were made with this production, this really seemed to be a fitting choice for the movie though. Uh, our villains are looking to like shed any resemblance of the life that they shared with Christopher Robin. So all of these stories and niceness and being in the woods and sharing and caring and all that stuff—that's all gone. They're trying to embrace their animal nature, and that means some creative kills for them. And a number of these kills are for sure over the top as the movie progresses, but that's kind of a theme of the movie that their violent tendencies tend to actually get larger just while the kills get more outlandish. So it's fitting that each kill seems to raise that bar, honestly. And I do think that had they not gone over the top, there again would be an issue, would be able to take this movie as serious as we really should. Because again, we think it's a joke, so we're expecting more in the way of joke kills. And there are a couple kills in it that you could probably laugh at. But overall, these are pretty mean kills that are on, on par with any other horror franchise you could think of. So it does a really good job at setting itself up as being this movie that you really do have to take seriously. Uh, and I, I mentioned that the film chooses to avoid uh, uh, diving into any kind of lore around it uh from a franchise standpoint this is another really really like smart st- a smart idea honestly the film doesn't share any secrets outside of the seeming motivation for everything that's going on but with the story playing out over a number of years they could absolutely make a sequel here that actually dives into the events prior to the first film and it would be just as entertaining because they don't stick to any one lore in this so they can do with it whatever they want to and again What makes this movie so fascinating is that if it didn't have this Winnie the Pooh license on it, it would be another perfectly serviceable slasher flick, honestly. It really, really would. And this is likely something that would have debuted on Shudder, and we would have all loved it, and we would be talking about this for the next few years. But because it's Winnie the Pooh, it's gonna obviously have a much harder time finding the appropriate audience that can look through this license just to see that there's actually this hidden gem, like it's actually hiding a really good movie within it. And I've seen this film receive more than its, uh, more than its fair share of neg- negative feedback online. And understand, I've seen far worse this year. I absolutely have, there is no question about that. And even saying that seems like it's a slight on this movie because I really did legitimately enjoy this, honestly. It deserves the benefit of the doubt uh, as it's not just a movie looking to take advantage of a beloved childhood character that most of us know. This is a year that we're having a lot of filmmakers take chances, especially in horror. There's a lot of new stuff being tried out. And if we're gonna have these filmmakers take all these large swings at new concepts, why should this movie be any exception? Check out Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey now on your favorite rental platforms, folks. And that's gonna do it for me tonight. Again, you can check out this written review on my letterbox. Just again, head to my link tree in order to get the link directly to that and be back next week where I am gonna be talking about the new Children of the Corn movie. Also, lastly, I did mention I'd be giving away a couple of tickets to see Renfield early here in Denver. That's right, next Tuesday night We are going to end up having ourselves a uh, pre-screening here in Denver of Renfield. And thanks to my friends at Nerds That Geek, we have a couple extra passes to give to all of you. So you got to be here in Denver, obviously, in order to qualify for this. And the only thing you got to do here is I want you to share this episode on your social media and then... Tag me in it, all right? That's all you have to do. Share this on your social media and tag me on it when you do, all right? My Instagram's in there. My Twitter, my Twitter's on here as well, too. Share it, tag me in it. That's it. That's how you qualify for it. Get a chance to win two tickets to Renfield. That's gonna do it for me tonight, though, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared everybody I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode movie review game review whatever it is now at this point don't forget you want to get subscribed to my official channel so you can stay up-to-date for when I'm dropping new episodes reviews news whatever it is the best way to do that is get subscribed to my link tree that's gonna be linktree TR dot, e-e, slash scary movie again linktr.ee slash tscarymovie that'll keep you up to date with new videos podcast links for the audio only version as well as my letterbox where you can find written reviews get subscribed and don't forget keep watching scary movies folks stay scared